0: Welcome to St. John's Episcopal Church Hour. We are pleased that you have tuned into our broadcast and invite you to listen each Sunday at this time to worship with us. We are located at number 27 King Street, Christian St. St. Croix. Please call us at 340-778-8221 or email us at stjecstx at vipowernet.net. You can also hear this broadcast at our Facebook page at St. John's Episcopal Church, VI. We trust that today's service will be a blessing to you.
1: Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Mr. and Mistress Glenworth Hesling Reynolds as they celebrate their 46th wedding anniversary tomorrow, thanking God for having knit them together over the years and for the opportunity to celebrate a year of marriage bliss. We can going continue with our mission statement. Together, as disciples of God, yeah, St. John's Episcopal Church, our call to restore all people in unity through Christ, embracing justice, peace, and love. Our act of worship continues as we sing the hymn, number 478, Jesus, our mighty Lord, our strength in weakness and sadness, Hallelujah! Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires know, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you. Your holy name. Our song of praise, Christ our Passover, the Paschalostum S47 for you at home, S47 in your hymnals. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Christ being raised from the dead will never die again. Hallelujah! The Lord is risen indeed. Hallelujah! The Lord be with you. And with your let us pray. O God, whose Son Jesus is the good shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear His voice, we may know Him who calls us each by name, and follow where He leads. Who? If you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God forever and ever. In reading, um, we now say to call it for St. Mark the Evangelist. Almighty God, by the hand of Mark the Evangelist, you have given to your church the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We thank you for this witness, and we pray that we may be firmly grounded in its truth through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. God Almighty, we pray your blessings upon us. Sister Lorna, who will read the scriptures at this time, may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be accepted in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. the
2: The first reading is taken from Acts. Chapter four, verses five through 12. The next day, their rulers, elders, and scribes, assembled in Jerusalem with Aenath the high priest, Siaphus, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family, When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of the good deed done to someone who was sick, and are asked how this man has been healed. Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, but there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. The Word of the Lord.
1: A paraphrase of Psalm 23. The Lord, my shepherd, I will not want the lord's my shepherd i'll not want he makes me down to lie in pastures green he leadeth me the quiet waters by he lives he lives, he lives. I know that my Redeemer lives, he lives, he lives, he lives within my heart. My soul he doth restore again, and me to walk doth within the paths of righteousness, and for his own name's sake. He lives, he lives, he lives. I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives, he lives, he lives within my heart. Yet though I walk in death's dark Yet will I fear no ill, for the word with me and thy rod and staff me comfort still. He, oh yes, he lives. He, oh yes, I know that my Redeemer, oh yes, he lives. My is within my heart my table thou hast furnished in presence of my foes my head of dust with oil anoint and my cup overflowed oh yes Savior, my Lord, and my Redeemer, as He lives, He lives, He lives with me. Goodness and mercy, all my life shall surely follow me. And in God's house forevermore My dwelling place shall be, oh, he he lives Yes, he lives, yes, he lives Yes, he lives, I know that my Redeemer lives He lives. He lives, yes, he lives Yes, he lives, he lives within my
2: The second reading is taken from 1 John, chapter 3, verse 16 through 24. We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for one another. How does God's love abide in anyone who has the world's goods and sees a brother or a sister in need and yet refuses help. Little children, let us love, not in word or speech, but in truth and action. And by this, we will know that we are from the truth And will reassure our hearts before him whenever our hearts condemn us. For God is greater than our hearts. And he knows everything. Beloved, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have boldness before God. And we receive from him whatever we ask before we obey his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is of his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he has commanded us. All who obey his commandments abide in him, and he Abides in them. And by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit that He has given us. The Word of the Lord.
1: We stand and sing the hymn number 231 by all saints still striving for all your saints at rest. reading from the Word of God, written in the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verses 11 to 18. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand, who is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and runs away and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hand runs away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father. And I lay down my life for the sheep I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again I have received this command from my father hear what the spirit is saying to God's people the Lord my shepherd I'll not want he makes me long to lie in pastures green he leadeth me the quiet waters by he lives he lives The Lord is my shepherd. Let us pray. Lord God, shepherd of all, by laying down your life for your flock, you reveal your love for all. Lead us from the place of death to the place of abundant life that guided by your care for us, we may rightly offer our lives in love for you and our neighbors. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Please be seated. Raise your hand if you remember Psalm 23. Okay, I, I don't have anything to wave. You know, the so it has got... Wave something. Okay, wave your hand then if, you if you ever had memorized Psalm 23. Boy, I can go to get um, Michelle Montana to come and take out something so that I could... Wave your hand if you, know, if you ever remember Psalm 23. Wave your hand, man. My goodness. Okay. I'm sure that you would have learned this um, in Sunday school in, um, or in confirmation class. Or perhaps um, as you got older, it might start to get a little foggy and you don't remember. And then when you come to a funeral, you hear somebody either reading it or they were at- at- actually singing it. Now, raise your hand like me if you like for decades. If it took you decades to realize that the shepherd in this psalm isn't actually Jesus. If you're like me and you you never realize it, wave your hand. So everybody else realize that this psalm is, about, is not about Jesus? Only five of us don't realize that? You see, New Testament references to Jesus as the Good shepherd are referencing the psalm and not the other way around. And the confusion is, I am sure, came from the fact that we all memorized this psalm before we understood it in any meaningful way the difference between the Old and in the New Testament. However, for some, this psalm has become a personal symbol, living deeply within our individual psyche. It has also become a historical symbol, living through the centuries. It speaks deeply from the personal soul and also deeply within the soul of history. And now woven into our psyches and, and over the years, woven into our personal subconsciousness and into our historical subconsciousness, this psalm written by King David some 3,000 years ago is probably the most famous of his psalms that we know today. Now, the Lord is, is my shepherd. Intuitively, all of us know that shepherds are kind. They are good and they are gentle. Even in modern day society, having never met a shepherd face to face, we all know that shepherds have that image of being kind and gentle and loving. Even little children know that. I don't know how many of the little the children here today um, have ever um, met a shepherd or somebody who rears sheep. Have you all, have any of you young people here ever met a shepherd? Or have you ever seen anyone um, taking a, um, a sheep out to graze? My goodness, boy, we really in modern times. I can remember, you know, um, seeing people, you No, know, we, we had, um, when I was younger, uh, we had pigs. So we didn't have, so other people in the area had sheep. And you know what will happen? When, our, when it's time for butchering our, our pigs, they will get some. And many time that they have their sheep, they will get some. It was the sharing idea, uh, the same concept that's coming out in, in, in the Acts. But you will see, you know, a little father before he goes to school, walking his little lamb and, and, and putting it out to graze. Y'all never saw that? Okay. During the summer, all young people we' going for a little tour of a, of, a, of a farm, so you could get a, a better picture of what when you hear the psalm again, you will have a better picture of what is happening okay so when we meet down at St Dunstan during for the summer, we can make sure we get a little tour of some place that have sheep and so a, sh- a symbol of a shepherd does not illustrate Jesus with a whip. I don't know, or there's none up there, no not image up there, but uh, uh, the, those of you who would have received it um, by email, you will see Jesus standing with a crook. something like what a bishop, a bishop staff. Have you obviously seen seen when the bishop comes, you have this, this, this um, a crozier, a, a staff. Y'all know what it's like? And you know it's always shaped with a little hook at the top. And then it has a little, at the bottom it has a little point. Y'all never recognize that? Okay. And there's a reason for for that particular shape. That being that if one of the lambs were to fall in a hole or something, the shepherd would take it. And and put it around the, the sheep's neck and, and bring it out of the hole. Now tell me, what do you think the other side that will have um, a point? What would that be used for? Come talk to me. Huh? To do what? To. Only one body talking to me. Come on. What do you think the other side would be used for? The other side would have been used to keep away the predators. And you know, the, the, the whole image of a shepherd bringing in the sheep and lion across, he would always have that staff available in case some a wolf or a lion was supposed was to attack. He would use the other side. So it was a twofold thing. Jesus, our shepherd, never used wit on us to bring us into shape. He would always use love. And uh, you know, it's very interesting that as we, we, we say that we didn't really understand this psalm, that this psalm precedes the incarnation. Referring to God as our shepherd is clearly meant to invoke a metaphorical image of God. We know herding was incredibly important to and prominent among the characters in the Old Testament days. Again, to the imprinting of when we were in Sunday school or in confirmation class, and with all the illustrations that we had then of the good shepherd, we mainly think of a particular image that existed and was conjured up in our mind. Now, there are two symbols of a shepherd. The first, as I mentioned before, is the star. And I tell you what it, what it was used for and what it is still used for. This symbol is very important. And it goes all the way back to, to Old Testament times, not necessarily when Jesus came on board. Back in um, Numbers chapter 11 and verse 23. Um, uh, uh, and Isaiah 52 and 59. Where God asked the Israelite people, Is my arm too short to reach and pull you up? And God said, to responding to himself, No, my arm is not too short to reach down and to help you. Here, it clearly states that the shepherd never uses the other end of the staff to hit the sheep in order to get them to obey. But it was always used to ward off the predators. The second symbol of the shepherd is the voice. And this is, parents could perhaps identify with this a little bit more, that Sometimes, in my day at least, maybe we'll be outside playing and you hear a familiar voice. And you know that when you hear that voice, you stop playing and you head to home. I wonder today, when children hear the voice of their parents, what is their response? Do we demand that they're responding to our voice or do they don't know our voice? is it that the children are so busy in their rooms you know with their thumbs going and the, and the, and the parents are in another room watching something and so there's not that interaction there's not, not that communication so that that relationship could develop so that they could each know one another's voice when jesus calls us Because he knows us and because we know his voice, we must respond. The Bible guarantees us that we all have a name and that God knows us all by name and by nature. And God reminds us that we are not made for a sacrifice but for service. For God in Jesus is the good shepherd who knows each of us intimately. And this has happened over a period of time as we develop that relationship with God. Just as when you are are courting, you develop a relationship with someone, we must continue to court God so that we could have an everlasting relationship with God. But for some reason, we drop off God. And we don't recognize when God calls us. We could, we could recognize voices of persons that we have not heard for many years. But for some strange reason, we cannot hear God calling us. When God calls us, we must respond. May God, the good shepherd and his son Jesus Christ reaches out to us and hold us by the hand and bring us in into the fall, we must respond. During the past week, as I was looking at images, knowing that today is Good Shepherd Sunday, as I was moved around St. Croix in the airport, um, East Road, there's some sheep out there grazing. You didn't see the shepherd or the person caring for them, but I bet you that if you were attempted to go to steal one of those sheep, someone would recognize you immediately. Yes, the area was dry and parched. And it meant that the, the caregiver of those sheep had to go out and get hay to provide for those sheep, to get water for them as well because there's no water in the hole. So they had to be provided for. God provides for us. But at times when things seemed dry, even though God provides for us, we turn our backs on him and we allow some other entity to lead us astray, to lead us out in the wilderness where we we have no defense against the evil one, against the predators of this world. And although God provides for us each and every day, we still prefer to turn our backs on him. But God reminds us that his hand is not short and whenever we cry out to him, he's there with his crook to bring us back into the fold. And this leads us to the point where we hear that sometimes people talk about the cup being half empty or being half full. And that depends um, basically on, on your thinking, if you're optimist or pessimist, as your cup overflows, Sometimes we become so out of things and that we are not in step with God anymore. Recently, the USFA was going to give make an offer to a, um, a foreign nation to assist them during the the pandemic. And you should hear the cries of leaders and other persons in the community saying, but we we need this money. Why is it that you could give away this money to these people? And we need it as well. Our cup, the cup in the USA, is still overflowing. And if it is overflowing, why can't they share some of what is overflowing with others who are in need. And you know why they can't understand that? Because most of these leaders cannot see past their noses. And all the other persons who think like that. And they want to shorten God's hand. The doors with deep pockets. It may ring out to you in a, in a similar way that when your your wealth is overflowing. And then perhaps like now the church. I can remember hearing that St. John was the richest church in this diocese. And St. John used to help everyone. They used to help St. Dunstan. There's a peer teachers at St. Dunstan. The industry gives scholarships. But things dry up. the cup half empty now. It's struggling financially. But there is opportunities within some persons within it or miss that can help other those who you who are watching and listening today. There are opportunities that are provided for you to help, to reach out and to help. That because we cannot only look at the image of, of God alone being, 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 being the good shepherd. We too are called to reach out and to help others. Right now we are supposed to get things together to send for St. Vincent to help those persons they need. Then we have our challenges we might be in a good shape that the, the people on the man are saying things for us. Why is it so difficult for us that then someone else our neighbors have challenges that we find it difficult to assist them? As we continue to look at Psalm 23, there are four phrases that sort of connect together. One, your, your table, you prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint, secondly, you anoint my head with oil. Thirdly, my cup overflows. And fourth, surely goodness and mercy shall live with me all the days of my life. You see, David had an overwhelming positive spirit within him throughout his life. Never mind the challenges that he faced. David always had a, a, a positive spirit. And so that's why God would always respond to him. Even when King Saul and the other people were trying to kill him, he had a positive spirit, and God would respond to him. Today, we as a people here at St. John, we must continue to have a positive spirit, even though things may be difficult. Because if we don't have that positive spirit, God is not going to respond to us in a positive way. And not only us individually, when we think of our own uh, space in life, when we think negative, negative happens to us. And from the time we start to think positive, you recognize how the positive things start to occur in our lives. David felt like a, like a, a pitcher of olive oil was poured over his head and he felt happy, he, he felt glorious. Our con- contemporary culture does not do this. That is, we do not drench our head or hair with olive oil in order to anoint someone as king. But anointing the head with oil was part of the life of David. Today, as I did earlier this morning, we may put a dab of olive oil on someone's forehead or during the baptism. And it, 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 it signals that this individual becomes a member of a particular family. But with King David, they poured the entire pitcher of olive oil on his side. And it was a glorious celebration. He said that his cup was overflowing. The goodness and mercy that would continue to follow him all the days of life, regardless of the challenges that he will go through. And we, we need to allow God to drench us with that oil over our heads so it will run down into our beards, and like, like, like Moses was talked about, and, and run down into our bodies. And we need to allow God to refresh us, to, to anoint us with that Holy Spirit in our lives. So that when we are going through the challenges, when we are going through the valley of the shadow of death, regardless of whatever it may be, because we are anointed with the oil of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, we will fear no evil. But some people see the cup half full. And your choices reveal that you see the cup half full. And the Bible does not speak about the cup being half full or half empty, but it speaks about the cups that are full and overflowing with blessings. Some may say, as I was reading something the other day, where it suggests that the, the cup being half full is not a bad thing. It means that there's room for improvement. And yes, today, yes, sisters and brothers, Our cup today might seem to be half full, but it's an opportunity for us to get up and to start to fill that cup again so that it could be a blessing not only to us, but to this community. Therein, there's an overwhelming sense of thanksgiving to God that will develop inside of us because our cup is overflowing once again. So it is with us Christians today. We must have this sense of God's overflowing love in our lives. So that we will be able to share that love with others. But if we don't allow God into our lives, if we don't hear God speaking to us, we then cannot share that love with others in the community. When you get home, if you didn't do it this morning, look in the mirror. or go out into your garden and look at the roses, look at the flowers, look at the plants. I recognize that there's still some overflowing in our lives. Yes, when I see these young people in church, I am happy because it means that love continues to overflow. And when that happens, that means there's a sense of hope that we can hold on to. Yes, today some may feel rotten inside. And they feel that they, 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 the field in which they are grazing is parked. But because we have a loving shepherd, he's going to bring the hay, he's going to bring the water, he's going to bring the mush to feed us, to bring us back into his fold. This psalm ends off that as we go through all of these things, all of these anointings, all of these blessings, and when we receive them, all we can do is to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we have received God's blessing and that as, and as God provides the opportunity for us to give back some to him, all we can do is to dwell in his house. And they're not talking about a house in wherever, in, in this or ever. but in God's house. So that we can be able to dwell peacefully in God's Holy Spirit. I trust this morning that you're hearing this psalm. That as all of these things happen to us and we are now into his fold, and that he is laying across that gate of our lives protecting us from the, the, the ravages of the evil one, from the predators of life. That when God anoints us with his holy oil a new thing happens in our life. There's a sense of freshness that overwhelms us. And we in turn would share this love. That John first John chapter three and verse seventeen speaks to. That then we receive this love. And it is so much love for us. All we can do is to share this love with one another. I pray this morning that as we receive this command from God our Father that we too will be invited to lay down our lives and to share it with others. Goodness and mercy all my life shall surely follow me. And in God's house forevermore, my dwelling place shall be. Please stand. He lives. And let's sing the last verse everybody together goodness and mercy all my life surely follow me he lives oh yes my savior lives Oh, yes, I know that my Redeemer lives. He lives. He lives within my heart. With God and His Son Jesus Christ living in our hearts, we are now able to stand and say the Nicene Creed together. We believe in one God. The Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen, we believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father. God from God, from God, to God. All things were made. For us, our salvation, we came down from heaven. And we from the Holy Spirit uh, and, and the Virgin And We came through you. For, for our sake, he was crucified on the Pontius spot, suffering death on the On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to the earth, the living and the dead. And his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. received from the Father and the Son. The Father and the Son. the path. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Yeah. We one baptism for forgiveness of for, for the
3: resurrection of the dead. Yeah.
1: You're invited to kneel as you are so able to. The Lord be with you. Let us now pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come.
3: The prayers of the people. In the Anglican cycle of prayer, we pray for the nepon In the Anglican cycle, of, in the world cycle of prayer, we pray for the people of Liechtenstein. In the economical cycle of prayer, we pray for the members of the Christian Methodist Episcopal Church. O God, our shepherd, you spread a table before us and reassure our hearts with your guiding care. Hear our prayer for our people as we say, the Lord is our shepherd, we shall not be in want. You know your own and your own know you. Good shepherd of the sheep, guide the church in gentleness and peace that we may obey your commandment to love one another and to live out that love in truth and action. The Lord is our shepherd. The rejected stone has become the cornerstone for the whole world's salvation. The power and the name for all healing. Be present, O God among our leaders and with those who exercise authority for the nations of the world, that they may guide us along right pathways for your name's sake. The Lord is our shepherd. You have given your life for the protection of your people. Open our eyes to see our brothers' and sisters' need throughout the world. And then empower us to respond with generous help. The Lord is our shepherd. The spirit that you have given us is alive in this community. Revive our souls that we may may abide in Christ, lay down our lives for one another, and lie down in green pastures beside the still waters of fellowship and reconciliation. The Lord is our shepherd. Hear us as we bring the prayers of our hearts to you, O oh gracious one. Remembering especially, Canon John, Reverend Ron, Father Gregory, Reverend Katian, Hollis, Chris, Corrine, Bernard and Monica, Sister Straka, Azasia. Victor, John, Cyril, Sandra, Pablo, Janet, Janice, Joanne, Baby Kiran, Phyllis, Christopher, Ruth, Albert, Th- Dorothy,
0: David, Thank you for listening Omar, to the St. John's Episcopal Douglas, Church Hour. Every Sunday, we get together for worship at 8.30 a.m. Our church is located at number 27 King Street, Christian Set, St. Croix. Come visit with us. We welcome you to our services. For more information, Call us at 340-778-8221 or email us at stjecstx at vipowernet.net. You can also hear this broadcast at our Facebook page at St. John's Episcopal Church, VI. Have a blessed day.